Hey friend, welcome to the Alive Living Podcast. My name is Sarah Raquel Gauthier, and I'm excited for our journey together. We are all spiritual beings on a spiritual journey, but sometimes we may feel like we're stuck and not fully living. The good news is, is that Jesus came so that you could have life and life abundantly. So let's stop sleepwalking and start living alive one conversation at a time. potential in you to become the purpose that flows out of you. We talked in the last episode about this idea that you do have potential inside of you. When we ask ourselves a question like, well, but do I even really have potential? Yes, you have potential. But then the next question is, how do you get the potential in you to become the purpose that flows out of you? And as we transition into this question, we're now going to look more deeply at the three fundamental truths that you are called, that you are equipped, and that you are a gift. And so for the next two episodes, this one and the next one, we're going to lean into that first fundamental truth that you are called. And because you are called, you can get the potential that is in you to become the purpose that flows out of you. And so I want to start with a poem by William Stafford, and it's called Ask Me. And he writes, Sometime, when the river is ice, ask me, mistakes I have made. Ask me whether what I have done is my life. Others have come in their slow way into my thought, and some have tried to help or to hurt. Ask me what difference their strong love or hate has made. I will listen to what you say. You and I can turn and look at the silent river and wait. We know the current is there, hidden, and there are comings and goings from miles away that hold the stillness exactly before us. What the river says, that is what I say. There's an important line, I think, in this poem that talks about, ask me whether what I have done is my life. I think that as we kind of reflect on this question of ask me whether what I've done is is actually my life, it's um, so often I think that the life that we are living is not the same as the life that wants to live in us. When we think about this idea of calling or vocation, we think that it is a goal to be achieved. It's something out there. It's something that I must do, something that I must attain to. And so when I might ask you whether what you're doing is actually your life, you may say, yeah, of course, but you're thinking about it in the context of something that is out there, a calling from out there, a goal to be achieved. But when God is saying to us that we are called, it's, it's not a goal to be achieved. It's not something that is out there. No, it is a gift to be received. It is a life that is inside of you that is dying to come out. 
And so today I want to turn to Ephesians chapter 4, our anchor text, our foundational text for this um, season of the Alive Living podcast. And really just right at the beginning, verse 1 is where we're going to live today. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 says, I therefore, so this is Paul again talking, he says, as a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. There's a lot of callings and calls in that in that one just in that one verse and I think it's important for us as we kind of begin this conversation around calling to understand once again that this idea of calling or better stated vocation the calling to which you have been called the vocation to which you have been called into is not a goal to be achieved it's a gift to be received it's something on the inside it is God calling out to you from deep within you from the potential that God wove into you and that Jesus awakens in all of us through redemption and so um, I want to talk about um, this question of how do you get the potential that's in you to become the purpose that flows out of you? And it happens in three simple steps. One, God calls. Two, we walk. And three, purpose flows. God calls, we walk, purpose flows. It's a very simple formula kind of on its face, but it is a lifetime of learning how to listen to the voice of God, learning how to live a lifestyle where we can walk when God calls, and then learning how to open ourselves up so that the purpose that has been woven into us can begin to flow out of us. So God calls. I think there are three ways that we can hear God's voice and we can hear the voice that is within us calling out to us. Three ways that we hear our calling. And I think so often um, we, we talk about calling. We're like, how do, how do I know God's calling for my life? And again, we think about it as in something that we do. But calling is so much more about our being. Calling is so much more about who we are and about who God created us to be. And so when we talk about how God calls, there are three ways that I want to give us just to how do I listen to God's call. And the first is simply to listen to God. The Hebrew word um, for, for the, the word call is kara, so Q-A-R. R-A, kara, it's this, this calling out. And what's interesting is that the, the Hebrew word for the Bible actually comes from the root word of kara. It's mikara, which is to say, this is God calling us. And so I think one of the most fundamental ways to listen to God's voice and to listen to who God is calling you is to go and listen to the Bible, to get ourselves grounded in the text of scripture and to just listen to who God is calling you to be. We hear God calling out from a burning bush to Moses. He says, Moses, Moses. And Moses would go up to that burning bush knowing that it was holy ground, knowing that there was a holy voice calling out to him. And so when we come to scripture, scripture is our burning bush. It is God calling out to you and I, to me, he says, Sarah, Sarah, and to you, he says, whatever your name is. And he calls out to you from this revelation, this call, this burning bush. 
When Jesus would call those first disciples, they were fishermen, and he calls out to them. He says, you have been called fishermen, but I'm going to call you fishers of men. He speaks to them in a way that they could understand. And so when we come to the scripture, when we come to this text of the Bible, God is not trying to confuse you. The Bible is not meant to be confusing. I think oftentimes we read the Bible and we think, wow, like this is a very confusing text. I'm going to put it away now. But the Bible is not meant to be some book that cannot be understood. It is living and active. And so because it is living and active, it's meant to be understood for you in the same way that when Jesus calls the fishermen, he's calling them in a way that they could understand. Later on, God would call out from the heavens to Saul. Saul, who is writing now as Paul, the book of Ephesians, he used to be Saul. He persecuted Christians. And while he was on his way to, on de, in the road to Damascus to continue to persecute Christians, this voice calls out to him and says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And it's in that moment where he realizes and he hears the voice of God and he says, God, basically, is that you calling out to me? God speaks still. And I think one of the ways that God speaks most clearly to us and we can listen to God's calling is by listening to the mikara, to the voice of God as we see it in the word of God. So that's one way that we can listen to God's call. A second way is just simply to listen to ourselves. <laughs> um, I think so often in our lives we um, kind of downplay who is calling out to us. And um, so often I, when, when you hang out with little kids, you can kind of begin to see some of their sense of calling, even from a young age. You can say, oh, this kid, like you can tell certain things about kids. And then as we grow up and as we go kind of through the school system, as we get jaded by life and we continue to grow up, we forget those initial ways of being, of who we are when we were a child. That's why it's so important to go back and to look back at our stories and to be able to pinpoint those moments when we're like, this is the moment, even as a child, where I felt most alive, where I felt most like myself, where I felt most free and most full, your life speaks. And so it's important that we go back and we look at the patterns that we've had in our lives because our patterns will reveal our potential and our potentials will reveal our purpose. And so I would challenge you to just do that exercise of kind of going back and thinking, what, what was I like when I was a kid? What was I like when I was a little kid? And what were those things that I did and, and those behaviors that I had and those things that made me feel most like me? And I think the third way that we listen to God's calling is through other people. Um, it's so important to remember that God's call is not a kind of singular conversation where God says, Sarah, Sarah, Moses, Moses. It's not a singular conversation. God's conversation with you and I is a multi-voiced conversation. It is a multi-voiced conversation where there are people and there ought to be people in our lives that we are allowing to speak into us and to call out of us who God calls us. And so I hope that you have just a circle of trusted people in your life who can call out of you who you already are. Even as we talk about the fivefold, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the shepherd, and the teachers, I think something that's so important about these different um, people gifts is that it's so hard to sometimes see those people gifts in ourselves. It's so much easier for other people to see them at us and for us to see them in other people. And so as we are listening to God's 
call to who God calls us, having that, that circle of trusted people who can begin to call out of us who we already are is so important. So these are three ways that we can hear God's call by listening to God's voice through his word, by listening to our own lives, and by listening to the trusted people that God has placed us within. And so there's God calls and God is certainly calling all of us, but then we must respond. When I hear who God has called me to be, I now have a responsibility to walk. I now have a responsibility to move. So that's why Paul writes in Ephesians 4, 1, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. There is an urging, there is an advising, there is a, a kind of fire lit under us to now that we've begun to identify who is it that God calls me, then we can begin to walk according to that sense of call. And I think that it can be really challenging to begin that journey of walking in a manner worthy of the calling that we have been called. Because when you think about this, the language of worthy, and, and as Paul is writing it, is this idea of axios or a weight. So you think about a scale. If you've ever looked at a, at a scale, you put things on a scale and the scale starts to rise and fall depending on what you put on it. And the idea here is that as God calls, he's putting things on our scale. And as we walk, we're putting things on the other side to find this dance, this equilibrium between me and God, where God calls and I walk. God calls and I walk. God calls and I walk. And there's this beautiful dance. But in order to do that, we have to create, cultivate a lifestyle of discipline. We have to cultivate a lifestyle where I can be obedient to God's calling of my life. And so if we want to cultivate a lifestyle of discipline, um, there's a process to this. And one, the first part of that process um, is really beginning to cultivate practices in our lives. When we do certain practices, and there could be um, spiritual practices, the kind of traditional ones of prayer and study and silence and meditation and some of these traditional practices, or one of my spiritual practices is skateboarding. So, you know, there are different ways to approach spiritual practices, but a practice is something that we do intentionally. And if we're going to cultivate lifestyles that can be responsive to God, we have to first begin with cultivating practices, things that we do that intentionally help us to respond to who God has called us. And then once we've cultivated practices, practices then become habits. And habits are things that we usually do. They are things that we tend to do. And so our practices move from that level of something that I need to do intentionally to something that I can do habitually, something that I can tend towards. And then once we've cultivated a, a kind of certain habits, then those habits become a lifestyle. And a lifestyle is something that we naturally do. It's something that we don't even have to think about. It is like breathing. And that's where God wants us to be as we grow from habits. So sorry, as we go from practices to habits to a lifestyle. And so as I think about um, this, this idea that God calls, that we walk in purpose flows, it's so important that we are cultivating a lifestyle that can be responsive to God. And we cultivate that lifestyle by doing intentional practices that become our usual habits so that then they can become our natural lifestyle. But as we said, we're talking about how do we get the purpose or the potential that's in us to be the purpose that flows out of us. And so once God calls and once God walks, 
that's when purpose can flow. And so for each of the different parts of the fivefold, there are different purposes that are meant to flow with those people gifts. And so for the apostolic, so if you're somebody who identifies as a dream awakener, that you are catalyzing and commissioning people into their dreams, the purpose that flows from the apostle is a redemptive presence. It's someone that can be spirit-led in how they are showing up in the world. It's somebody that wherever they go, it's like redemption is there. Christ is there. They embody and incarnate Christ in the spaces where they dwell. If you're somebody that identifies as a prophet, the purpose that's going to begin to flow out of you is covenant faithfulness. And when I say covenant faithfulness, at its basic level, I mean that you're somebody that's going to show us what it looks like to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. That's covenant faithfulness. And for people who identify with that prophetic gifting, what the purpose that begins to flow out of them is this idea of covenant faithfulness. If you're somebody who identifies as, a, as an evangelist, a storyteller, you like to invite and excite people. You're somebody that can get all your friends to buy out um, the best coffee, the best cold brew, like that's really your shtick. If that's something that you identify with, the purpose that's gonna flow out of you is gospel proclamation. You're going to be some who's really good at proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ in a way that is that is accessible in a way that is contextual in a way that gets people to understand that God sent his son Jesus so that we could have life and life abundantly so you're somebody that's really good at proclaiming the gospel if you're somebody who identifies as a shepherd, the purpose that's going to begin to flow out of you is you're going to begin to create spaces where there's reconciled and inclusive community. Where people, when they get around you, they feel a sense of belonging. They feel that they are cared for. They feel that they are seen and that they are known. That is going to be the purpose that God has, has designed for you. The purpose that God wants to get out of you as a shepherd. And if you're a teacher... One of the things for you that's going to flow is deep wisdom. You're going to be the people that show us how do I connect the Bible, the calling of God to my practical everyday life? How do I connect the deep wisdom that is found in scripture, the deep wisdom that's found when I sit under, under teachings of people, the deep wisdom that when I sit under the teaching of Jesus, how do I connect what's, what's connecting in my mind, what's connecting in my heart now to con what's connecting to my feet? And so if you are somebody who identifies with that teacher function, the purpose that's going to flow out of you is just deep wisdom that people are going to get around you and they're going to begin to be able to make connections that maybe they were never able to make before about the deep mysteries and the deep wisdom of God. And so God calls, we walk, and purpose flows. And when we can begin to get into this rhythm with God, where our ears are tuned to his voice and our feet are tuned to his ways, and all of a sudden we will find ourselves flowing in the purpose that we were created for. And so when, as if when we were to ask you, if I was to ask you that question, you know, if the life that you are living is actually your life, is actually the life that lives inside of you, then you would be able to say, yes, because God has called me and I am walking and now I am flowing in his purposes. And so 
I'd love to just encourage you to to think about these different purposes as they relate to um, your sense and your understanding of who God has called you. But to remember that your calling is not something that you have to do. It's who you already are. It's not a goal to be achieved, but it's a gift that God wants you to receive. And so when you are awakened to your potential and you're beginning to ask yourself this question, okay, how do I get the potential that's in me to be the purpose that flows out of me? It begins with just listening, listening to God, listening to your life, listening to those trusted friends and family members and those trusted advisors in your life, and then beginning to respond to who God has called you. And then you're going to see, you're going to see the way that if you're an apostle, redemptive presence is going to flow. You're going to see the way that if you're an evan- if you're a prophet, that covenant faithfulness is going to flow. If you're an evangelist, gospel proclamation is going to flow. If you're a shepherd, reconciled community is going to flow. And if you're a teacher, deep wisdom will flow from you. And so I want to close just by saying a quick prayer over us. And I just want to encourage you that God is calling. Would you have ears to hear? Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to hear your voice through your word. And I thank you, God, because you have called each and every one of us and your calling and and who you have designed us to be is not something that we need to strive for. In fact, it's something that we need to just settle into. And so, God, I pray that we would settle into who you are calling us. We would settle into who you have designed us to be. And Lord, we would be responsive to that calling. We would be responsive and we would walk. And as we walk, we would see your purposes begin to flow out of us, not for us and not for our glory, but for your glory and for the blessing of other people. So I pray, God, that as your purpose flows out of each and every one of us, we would be a blessing to the people around us because you have blessed us to be a blessing and you have designed us not simply for ourselves but you have designed us out of community to be in community with one another so we love you lord and we thank you and we pray that our ears would be tuned to your voice that our feet would be tuned to your steps and that your purpose would continue to flow out of each and every one of us we pray these things in the name of the father son and holy spirit amen hey friend thanks for being a part of the conversation today Before you go, I want to invite you to do two easy things. Number one, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That way, you won't miss a moment of the journey. Second thing, share this podcast with a friend. Let's continue to build one another up to live a life, one conversation at a time.